Hello, everybody. My name is Dave Jackson, and you're listening to Tales from the Backlog, Producer's Choice. And this is a little mini-series we do on Tales from the Backlog, where I am joined by a patron at the Tube Producer level to do a topic of their choice. So I'll introduce the guest today real quick, is a longtime patron and friend of the show, Jake, a.k.a. Zolgeek. Welcome on the podcast. Welcome back on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, For those who've been listening for a long time, Jake is a many-time guest on the show. We talked about Firewatch. We talked about Gone Home. We tier-ranked the Dark Souls 3 bosses together. I think that's that's it, right? Was there something else? And Bloodborne with Moon. And Bloodborne. That's right. You're on with Moon. Yeah. Yeah. So fifth time on the show. Welcome back. And today... We're going to be talking about our top three childhood gaming traditions. Uh, So the way that this little mini series works is that at the tube producer level of the Patreon, patreon.com slash real Dave Jackson, you get to not only guest on an episode because you're not really like paying to guest on an episode. Like we said, Jake's been on the show four times before, but yep. uh, you get to pick what we're going to talk about. And the only stipulation is uh, I, you can't make me play another game. But other than that, we talk about whatever you want. So you chose to do top three childhood gaming traditions. And what was um, what was the impetus there? Why, why this? Uh, so I was thinking about this topic back around the holidays. Um, mm-hmm which, you know, a couple weeks ago now, and by the time this is posted, could be farther away. But uh, (laughs) one of my favorite gaming childhood traditions that we'll get to uh, is specifically around the holidays. And so that was on my mind. And I was like, oh, yeah, and I have a couple others that I remember and I I enjoy. I think one of them will be fairly common for people of a certain age group. And the other two might be a little more specific to me and growing up. Yeah, so you said people of a specific age group, and uh, you and I are fairly similar in age. I don't know exactly how old you are, but I know we're in the in the neighborhood. So just before we get into childhood gaming traditions, I want to just kind of get a quick sense of what childhood in gaming was for you. What were the systems you were playing on? Uh, what were maybe a couple of like uh, key games like in the history of your uh, your love of video games? Yeah, um, my... Gaming goes back to the uh, good old NES and Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers. Um, a big game for me, though, was Super Mario Brothers 3. It's one of the first ones I remember being like old enough to be aware of the marketing and campaigning around it and getting really excited. Uh, I remember getting home from the store with it and unwrapping it and being able to finally, you know, pop it in and play. Mm-hmm. Um from there, I was one of the Genesis kids instead of Super Nintendo. Okay. Um, played lots of Super Nintendo at friends' houses, but I had a I had a Genesis. Uh, I had a Game Gear at one point. Um, from there, went to the Nintendo sixty four, and that was a huge system for me. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of gaming, tons of like summer, like filled with certain games. Just staying at a friend's house and trying one hundred percent them and stuff like that. Uh, in the N64, I believe I went to like the PlayStation two. And then after that, I was mainly PC gaming for a long time. So the N64 was like my last Nintendo 
console until um until the switch very recently uh-huh and like i eventually got a playstation 3 and xbox and things like that here and there but i was mainly pc for a long time okay cool so we're i think if i'm gonna guess we'll have a lot of childhood things centered around the nes the genesis maybe the n64 um the N64 was the start of console gaming for me uh, personally. I didn't have a console before that. Um, I had a Game Gear. I played some games, but like games were more like, you know, all the other toys that I had with the Game mm-hmm. Gear. When I got Pokemon and a Game Boy, that was when like that I think that sparked like my lifelong love of video games was Pokemon. And then the N64, we got a year after that and it's it's all history after that. So we may have some overlap there when we get into our um, our childhood traditions. But let's uh, let's get into our list. So we have uh, we've each picked three childhood traditions, and then maybe we'll have some honorable mentions at the end. Just some quick things. But um, I think I'll get us started. So the the guests you can finish this out. So my number three childhood tradition, um, and this is maybe the least substantial, but the funniest in memory is I have a little brother and the tradition was um, the little brother or the friend that comes over to play games gets the shitty controller, whatever it is, whether it's the, the N64 controller where the stick doesn't work right, or if it's the Mad Cats controller on the GameCube, whatever the shitty controller is, little brother gets it or your friend that comes. I was going to say mad cats. That's the first thing that came to, (laughs) came to mind. The mad cats, third party controller. I think, I think I heard recently that mad cats like got out of, no, they didn't get out of controllers. They started making generic controllers that can work with everything instead of like, you know, Xbox specific PlayStation specific, but it's, it's, uh, it's funny, kind of funny that they're, their brand is synonymous with just the shitty controller in yep. so many people of our our generation's minds. Yeah. Is that on your list or did you have something like that uh, with your that friends one, or anything like that? That one isn't specifically on my list, but that was definitely a thing. You know, mm-hmm. the, the guest or younger sibling always got that controller. So, you know, if yeah. I was at somebody's house, I got that controller. If they were at my house, they got that controller. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if that's because I don't hear about people buying, you know, those cheap controllers anymore as much. So like maybe it's like um, you have kids, if they have friends come over, it's like, you know, friends get the Joy-Cons, your kids get the Pro Controller or something like that. We only have the Joy-Cons, so. Okay. Well, fair (laughs) enough. You get the shitty Joy-Cons that have the drift and I get the ones that work. Maybe it's something like that. That's me and our family gaming. I get the one that has drift. And okay. I have to deal with oh, okay. it. Okay. <laughs> that's the, that's the dad handicap. Yep, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your uh, what's your number three? Uh, so my number three is the one that I think other people may share, and that is the good old reading the instruction manual in the car on the way home. Just yes, waiting to get it to the house so you can actually play it. And reading the instruction manual, which isn't a thing anymore because everything's downloaded and they don't come with instruction manuals. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. I miss instruction manuals so much. Oh, yeah. I did that exact same thing. And I, I have a memory of uh, we went to the midnight release for Pokemon Gold and Silver. It was like on a school night. I don't know what we had to do to get my parents to take us there. But 
We went to the mall, we picked it up at midnight. And I remember like reading the manual on the way home in the car, but it's midnight. And like my parents wouldn't let us turn on the the overhead lights in the back seat, of yep. course. So it was like reading by like the street lights passing yes, by. As like they pass. every, every 10 seconds, you're like, oh, I can read another sentence. Like exactly. Like <laughs> so do you have a, a specific manual or memory that comes to mind when you think about that? Um, the specific manual that comes to mind is the uh, Baldur's Gate manual, which is like a, oh, a yeah. book. The thing is, <laughs> thing is huge because it was also basically like a miniature player's handbook for all the D and D stuff in it. Right. Um, but I mean, I did it with everything. Cause there was also depending on what game and where you rented it from, sometimes you'd rent a game and it would have a manual with it. And mm-hmm. that was always a nice little treat for the drive home too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I definitely miss those. And I always like so- somehow my manuals always got like separated from the games. So I would just have like random manuals long after we sold the games because when we were kids, we had to sell we had to sell the old game to buy the new game. But sometimes the manual stuck around, so there's like an there's like a loose ocarina of time manual floating around the house <laughs> for like ten years after we sold that game. So <laughs> that's a good one. That's definitely um, something I was considering uh, an honorable mention for sure. I think I might have an honorable mention similar to that one that I'll, I'll tack on at the end if I remember. Mm-hmm. Now that now that when you buy a game, especially a physical game, you have to wait so long to install it and everything, you fucking should get a manual. Give me something yeah. to do while I'm while waiting it installs. for that God of War Ragnarok, like 80 fucking gigabytes to install. <laughs> I need something to do. What's the point of getting the disc when you still have to do that? I, so I can sell the disc back and make like <laughs> <laughs> make like thirty bucks back. Yeah, that's all. That's the only reason I buy physical games anymore. So, <laughs> um, my number two is uh, maybe something that you were hinting at with your intro there for why you chose this topic. Uh, my number two is playing games on Christmas morning, whatever you got. So that one year we got Pokemon for Christmas, and we like you know, plugged it into, we also got Game Boy Pockets. So it was like the whole deal. And it was like the coolest thing and played it all day on Christmas. And we played it through Christmas break. And I think I've told this story before, but we didn't, it was the first RPG we ever played. So we didn't know you could save and there's a save option in the menu. It's right there, but we missed it. So we played, (laughs) we just, we basically played like you know, as long as you could in one play session until your parents told you to go to bed or whatever, and then we just shut it off and start oh a new game the next gosh. day. No, <laughs> no. And we did that all Christmas break until we mm. got to school. And I saw like my friends were like way further in the game than me. And I was like, how, how did you do this? Like, how, how'd you not have to change the batteries? They're like, dude, you can save you idiot. I'm like, ah, oh, man. Wow. That is yeah. unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. But I have that tradition continued basically like all through high school, through college. If I took, you know, a console home for Christmas break or something, always, whatever you got. I remember playing the, um, the Wii U. Cause, um, I don't remember if I got the Wii U or if I just got some games for Christmas. Um, but I remember playing that on the Wii U touchpad while watching the Christmas Day basketball games and thinking the <laughs> Wii U is the coolest thing I've ever owned. This is going to revolutionize gaming. <laughs> <laughs> and it did, I guess, kind of. 
inadvertently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume that that's on your list then, the Chris playing games on Christmas morning? Kind of, but it's a little kind more of. specific than that. And we'll get okay. to it actually for my number one. Okay, um, right on. So what's your number two? So my number two has to do with the fact that my uh, my dad, although not by vocation at this point, but just as a hobby, is an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, he can draw just amazingly. Uh, but his main thing is he's really good at copying what he sees. So okay. I would give him an instruction manual that has the characters and stuff, artwork for the game in it. Uh-huh. And he would draw like full size on a piece of paper, the characters, and then I'd make copies of them. And I'd basically have my own coloring books of the characters oh, from instruction sick. manuals for games. That's awesome. Yeah. And so like I so, said, like I would just make a bunch of copies of the same character, like give some to friends and stuff. So like, you know, the double dragon characters or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and get a color them in myself. So I'd, it was really cool. That's awesome. I, I thought you were going to say you would like sell them on the playground, you know, like no. 10 cents, get your, uh, get your double <laughs> I should have, but I was not sheets. nearly that, uh, entrepreneurial <laughs> at a young age. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, double dragon. Um, that's awesome. So did you like save them and have like a, a book of them or anything like that? I might have some somewhere or my mom might have some, but I haven't seen any in a really long time. Uh, or like, like back then, did you, did you just like color them in and, and toss them or did you keep them together? Uh, no, I definitely had a, a folder or something that I had them in. Um, cause I'd always keep like a master copy that I wouldn't color. So if I wanted more copies, I could get it. Oh, sure. Uh, like I at least was smart enough to do that, but not smart enough yeah. to make money <laughs> off of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say that. That's awesome though. Um, yeah, to have your, was... to have your, yeah, to have your dad spend the time to, mm-hmm. to draw pictures of, so you said double dragon, any others that, um, that's the main one jumping out for some reason, because just I remember the art in the instruction manual was a very like uh, simple design. So it was mm-hmm. easy to color in, you know, it wasn't a ton of little folds in the cloth. It was just very simple and stylized. So it was easy and fun to color in. Um, he drew Ninja Turtles for me all the time because they're my favorite thing. Um, nice. So I know there were some based out of the instruction manuals for that, but also, you know, just from the cartoons and stuff. Um, I'm trying to remember, did some Mario ones, uh, just basically anything. If I saw a cool picture or instruction manual, I'd be like, Hey dad, can you draw this? And then I'd get to color it in. <laughs> nice. I'm looking at the, uh, the manual for double dragon right now. And it, it looks like, like an instructional manual. That's like teaching real people, like an instructional book, teaching you how to fight. Yeah. Except instead of. <laughs> Here's how you throw a punch. It it says, press the A button to punch. Yeah. Um, But it has like, yeah, like, like you said, these black and white instructions. Um, It looks like the, uh, the survival guides I used to buy that like step-by-step how to survive if you step in quicksand and stuff like that. (laughs) We all thought that was going to be a much bigger problem than, uh, than it ever ended up being. (laughs) Yes. Correct. I'm sure that there is quicksand around, but probably not in Ohio. So if I just stay here forever, I'll be safe. <laughs> it's the most th- the most depressing thing I've ever said in my life. Um, but yeah, that that's super cool. And uh, to have your to have your dad um, help out with that, that's an awesome memory. Yeah. Uh, my number one gaming tradition from childhood is getting together with friends 
and either renting a game or having a game that someone had and trying to beat the entire thing in one night, uh, regardless of what it was. And the one that sticks out the most is we did Ocarina of Time several times uh, when we were in like middle school or early high school, stuff like that. Me and the guys from um, from Top 3, Aaron and Alan and Bloodbath and uh, other friends of ours too, we would yeah head over to usually Alan's house, plug in the N64 and play straight through Ocarina of Time without sleeping like all night. And usually naming Link something funny where like when people would yell his name it'd be like hey bitch listen <laughs> like stuff like that you know stuff of course that's hilarious when you're 14 classic um, but yeah we we definitely did that with ocarina of time we probably did it with majora's mask um or we would just like play smash brothers all night long or mario kart stuff like that so yep that's my number one i have um because of those nights i have and i'm sure the other guys do too like an encyclopedic memory of Ocarina of Time because we just, in order to beat it all in one night, you have to know what you're doing because it's not like, it's not the shortest game. No. Even though it was on the N64. So yeah, that was um, really good times, uh, really um, fond memories going through that. Absolutely. Do you ever do stuff like that? Oh yeah, I have have, uh, one cousin in particular that I remember whenever I'd visit we would stay up all night beating various games. Um, I know we did that with one of the Super Star Wars games on Super Nintendo. Hmm. I uh, I think it was Empire Strikes Back. And then we did it a bunch. We did it a bunch of times with um, the Ninja Tur- Turtles, like uh, brawlers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd play through the entire game over, you know, nice. just overnight. And then we'd be finally going to bed when his parents were getting up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely like that for sure. You know what I just realized is I never did. Um, I never did like land parties playing halo or stuff like that, but this was basically that like we would bring our systems over to someone's house. Like, I guess we didn't bring an extra TV over or something, but we did stay up all night playing video games and generally being loud. I'm sure. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, did you ever do land parties? No, I didn't really do land parties ever. Um, just the yeah. same as you, just, you know, consoles and stay up all night playing games. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, so number one, you teased at it before. It has something to do with the holidays. What yes, it? it does. It does have to do with Christmas. Um, as a kid, I was a very early riser. Um, mm-hmm. I liked being up before anyone else because I liked kind of having the house to myself. Yeah, king um, of the castle. Yeah. <laughs> so my parents, so that I wouldn't go wake them up Christmas morning uh, super early, would leave one gift outside my door. And I knew that when I woke up, I could open that gift. And mm-hmm. after like a couple years of random stuff, it ended up always being a video game because that mm-hmm. would keep me entertained. So I'd get up, see what video game I got and just sit down and play you know, for hours until the rest of the family was up and we could do the rest of Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. And so one of them was Ocarina of Time. Nice. I knew I was getting that one, though, because I convinced my dad to go pre-order it so I could get the special gold uh, cartridge of it, which yeah. you only got for pre-ordering. Um, mm-hmm. And I convinced him to do it because like it was a special cartridge. 
And he's like, you don't get it till Christmas. I was like, I know. And, you know, then I wake up <laughs> that early that morning and there it is sitting outside my door, plug it in and just played for hours and hours and hours till everyone else got up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just I loved doing that, getting up super early, having a game there and just playing away. Didn't need to wake up my yeah. parents. That was the main gift I wanted anyways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was very smart on your parents. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> your parents side, too. They they were like, man, it is like it is like 415 in the morning. We exactly. Gotta keep him asl- we got to keep him occupied so we can just get a couple more hours of sleep. <laughs> exactly. That was genius. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was very smart. <laughs> yeah. I loved um, I loved on Christmas getting to the point. This is another I guess this is like an honorable mention or something, but I would always wake up early, always before my parents on Christmas morning and uh, my brother too. And we would go out because my parents would put the gifts out, you know, over late at night after Mm -hmm. we'd gone to bed. We'd always go out and try and find the game boxes because you could, you could tell like, okay, I know the shape of an N64 game box. I know the shape of a Game Boy game box. I want to go find those and try and like, while we're waiting, try and figure out what games they are. Yep. And- not going to lie, like this year for Christmas, I got a PS5 game. I got um, Stranger of Paradise, the Final Fantasy um, Limp Biscuit mashup gotta, game. Gotta kill chaos. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I'm not going to lie, I got real excited when I saw the gift and I was like, I, that's a PS, that's a PS5 game. I that's know it. <laughs> real excited to see gets that. Gets that nostalgia so, going. <laughs> yeah. Never, uh, never really gets old, man. No, it so, does not. Have you incorporated, are are your kids into gaming? I know you said you've played with them sometimes. Uh, yeah, they both have their own Switch. Um, yeah. And they they play those quite often. So do you have any kind of holiday tradition centered around gaming at home? Um, Not super particularly. I mean, they always get a game, mm-hmm. but um, they don't get up that early. Like this year, (laughs) this year, my wife and I were awake and like had made coffee and we're sitting around going, are they going to get up? Why are we up and ready before them? It's Christmas day. (laughs) (laughs) They wake up at like 1130, like, oh, what's up? Like, oh, it's Christmas. I forgot. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, I'm glad you guys appreciate us. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So nothing like particularly as a tradition besides getting games and playing them. Um. I mean, we always try to play stuff together, like the whole family. We play Smash together, mm-hmm. um, which one of my kids, his birthday is coming up this month. And as an early gift, we I hadn't gotten any of the DLC characters for Smash. So oh, nice. uh, so we just did that for him the other day. So we've been all as a family playing again because it's a bunch of new characters. And mm-hmm. um, Mario Kart, we do um, sometimes Animal Crossing. And uh, on our Animal Crossing Island, like they all have their houses down by the village. And I was like, I'm going up to this corner away from everybody and building my <laughs> house. And my character has like no shoes and no pants. It's just like this <laughs> wacko wandering around their island. It sounds like a dad to me. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any other uh, honorable mention traditions that uh, that you have good memories about? Kind of a a, a funny honorable mention that sidetracks off the uh, reading the instruction manual on the way home mm-hmm. reading the instructional manual on the toilet <laughs> yep yeah like until you're done I, reading it it goes with you everywhere right yeah or, or like you get home and you're so excited that you know you got to go which is yeah, you can't sure. play the game yet so you go in there with the manual <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
now to the modern equivalent of that is going on the uh, fandom.com wiki yep. for God of War Ragnarok while I'm waiting for the, the download. Googling just, um, things I wish I would have known before I started or yeah, before 10 I play beginners com. tips or tricks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Just, just doesn't hit the same. No, it doesn't. The uh, instruction manuals and maps and all the stuff you used to just get in regular games, not the $200 collector's editions. Yeah. Yep. It's a, it's a real scam they pulled. Uh, oh, yeah. Turning, turning the instruction manual into $100 worth of extra product. Have you seen what's going on with uh, Diablo 4? No, I've, so, I've so they been have avoiding. A, yeah. What are they, they doing? Really expensive but they don't call it a collector's edition, like mm-hmm. of the game. It's a really expensive Diablo collector's box because it doesn't come with the game. Okay. It's just like a bunch of stuff. <laughs> like, so it doesn't like come the with Diablo... the digital code. Nothing. No, just the goodie box. Yeah. With all the and it's like two hundred dollars or something. I was just gonna say, I bet it's super expensive because it doesn't even know... come with a copy of the game. They know that people will buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with Elden Ring, I bought the collector's edition and digital because the shipping got delayed and I wanted to play it <laughs> release day. So I was like, I, yeah. I guess I got to buy the digital now. Yep. <laughs> That's Miyazaki holding up the delivery himself, making yeah. sure that <laughs> knew that I would buy that other copy. Yeah. I got another um, honorable mention All right. from when I was a kid. So. This happened at least for one summer, but probably multiple summers. Um, you, time Time's not really real when you're 12 years old, but um, my parents both had to work during the summer. They're both teachers, but they had stuff to do during the mm-hmm. summer. So my brother and I would have to go to my mom's school with her because um, you know there's no, no kids in the school, so we can just go chill. And we would just hang out in her office and while she worked, we would bring our GameCube with us and we would just play 007 Nightfire uh, all day while she was at work. Yeah. Like, I don't think we really took breaks. There was nothing else for us to do. It's no. an empty school. Uh, like the, the gym is locked, like can't do anything. Yeah. So we would just play 007 Nightfire. We would put it on, because um, that one had bots, unlike GoldenEye. Uh, so we would put, it would be like us, against like three teams of bots or like six bots, however the the format was. And we would just play that like all day long and we would go home and the next day we'd have to go back to the, the office and we'd just bring the GameCube, rinse and repeat for like an entire summer. And we had a blast. <laughs> yeah. And that's what, yeah, it's, it's probably the reason why that's my favorite 007 game in my memory. Like I had fun playing GoldenEye, but I had like a lot of fun playing Nightfire. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Did you play that? I never played Nightfire because N64 was my last Nintendo console. That's true. You said so that. So yeah. I, I missed a ton of stuff. Weird that James Bond was only on Nintendo for his, as big a name as that is. But yeah. Yeah. Nightfire was fun. It was, um, it, it was a lot more like first person shootery than GoldenEye was like more modern first person shootery than, than GoldenEye, which, okay. you know, you have the yeah. gun sticking out of the middle of the screen and yeah. I just loved stacking up the proximity mines. Yeah. Cause they would stack <laughs> on top of each other physically. Uh-huh. And so you'd have them sticking out from the wall, like 
all the way across a hallway <laughs> and see how big of an explosion you could make before they started despawning each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that game was a lot of fun too, but we had, we had a great time. We would play cause, um, Nightfire had these remote controlled rockets. And so we would play the mode with only those and we would like <laughs> camp out on different sides of the map. Uh, just shoot the rockets and just try to find somebody and chase just them down. Drive around. It's That's so awesome. much fun. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, it was a great time. <laughs> Uh, I've got another honorable mention. Yeah, sure. Uh, did you ever have Game Genie? Uh, we had Game Shark, but okay, Game Shark, Game which Genie. came after Game Genie. Yeah. Um, so Game Genie, of course, would come with the the booklet of cheat codes for games. Mm -hmm. But you could um, sign up with them, and they would send you updated little booklets like every month for oh, nice. new games that were coming out. Okay. Um, and so one of my one of my traditions would be like when I, I would get a few of those updated booklets and bring them with me to uh, rent games and look through and be like, ah, is this game in here? Will I have cheat codes for it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're renting a game. You only have it for a few days, right? You can't, yeah. you can't spend time powering up. I got to go now. Yeah, exactly. And so I'd be looking through the, through all the booklets and I have like a stack of them with me in the store, like sitting on the floor. Going through, seeing if a particular <laughs> game was in one of them. And your parents just standing off to the corner, like, oh, yeah, my dad's like, making just like eye waiting. contact with the clerk at the store, just like, yeah, I know, like, just <laughs> sorry about this. Humor him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. We, uh, we had game sharks for our Game Boys, and that was how I completed the Pokedex on Pokemon Gold and Silver. Um, so we had fun doing that. We did it all natural on red and blue, but for gold and silver, Celebi was the one we we like missed the event for it. And we couldn't do it, so we used the game sharks. We fucked up our cartridges. I think like <laughs> those um those games have clocks in them that cause the cartridges to die. So like I have a gold and silver cart here. I would be very surprised if it still worked because the clock battery would run out. Yeah, but. We fucked up our old cartridges long before that because of all the game sharking we did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was rewriting code. <laughs> You're fucking up all the rental copies <laughs> at the store. Probably. Blockbuster or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, uh, it was a video world is what it was called. It was just like a little local thing. Uh, even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I think that's... I think that's... Uh, all the gaming traditions that I can think of that we had, um, obviously, you know, going over to other people's houses to play games and, um, me being on the other side of that, like having to use the mad cats controller when yep. I'm playing Madden at someone else's house or something like that. But I can't think of any other real traditions. Um, yeah. You, do you have any others? I don't know. Yeah. I think we I hit the big ones. Other things are yeah. just like these are memories from childhood gaming. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what's a, a what's a childhood memory that I did more than three times because that counts as a tradition. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, doing my chores yeah. so I could rent games on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me and my brother would multiple times. I, I don't know if it's a, a tradition because I don't think there was any rhyme or reason to it, but. Many times we would do 99 stock matches versus the computers on Super Smash Brothers. Um, 
on Melee, I think. But I don't think that counts as a tradition. That's just weird kids doing impossible video game things because they have unlimited free time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, when it was no big deal to be playing Final Fantasy VII and be like, yeah, I'll give I'll give Ruby weapon a shot. It's only a 45 minute fight, whatever. Yeah, exactly. A single fight that takes that long and you mess up, you start all over. (laughs) My schedule's clear. I got time to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, this has been fun. This has been a fun, um, a fun trip down memory lane. That's cool. Yeah, it's fun times. If uh, if anyone listening wants to do an episode like this, uh, this is available for patrons at the tube producer level on patreon.com slash real Dave Jackson. And if you are so inclined to support in that way, you can do an episode like this. It can be a top three list. It can be um, a chat through your history as a gamer. It could be um, a topic you want to talk about. Really anything goes as long as I don't have to play and beat another video game uh, to do the talk. But this was a good time. Um, Chris Nelson was on the show before. We did uh, we did top three video game items that are too good to use. And then since we recorded that, I found some other ones that are too good to use. Every um, item. Yes. Never use an item in a game. <laughs> Correct. You, you might, might need, need it, it later. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. So... <laughs> The uh, the topic is really really open, and I, I'm I'm happy to do these uh, just kind of quick fun chats, um, especially these top three lists. So, uh, Jake, I appreciate the the support on Patreon. I appreciate you coming on the show all those times to talk about those games with me, um, especially in the early days of the show when it was like, hey, you want to do an episode tomorrow? Let's do it. You know? All right. It's fun. We've uh, we've come a long way since then, but I'll I'll be um, definitely getting you back on the show for a a proper game episode sometime soon. And uh, again, I really appreciate the support. Absolutely. Yeah. I look forward to being back on. Yeah. hundred percent. So everybody, thank you for listening. Um, Tune in soon for a proper episode of the show. Let's see. When am I going to put this episode out? It might be after Final Fantasy IX, before the break discussion. Yeah. So maybe like the late half of January. So everyone, maybe there will be a new episode coming about uh, long games and burnout. Maybe Ruby Weapon contributed to some people burning out on Final (laughs) Fantasy VII. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you for listening. Thank you, Jake, for coming on. See you later, everybody.